0: This episode of Spawned is brought to you by Epic, an affordable subscription service giving you unlimited access to 15,000 high quality ebooks right at your fingertips. Get two free months of Epic when you sign up for a free trial at getepic.com by August 27th. Just use promo code CMP60.
1: Hello. And welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Liz Gumpener, And I'm Kristen Chase, and we're the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com. And on today's episode of Spawned, we are talking
0: about all the sexist media coverage of the Olympics and beyond. And why,
1: as parents, this really disturbs us. Oh, yes, it does. And then, of course, as always, we'll end with our Cool picks of the Week. So... Did you watch the Olympics? You know what? I decided to get cable after the Olympics were over. I've been using just internet for the last year or so and I got a great deal from another provider and so I timed it perfectly to land after the Olympics, which I love to watch, were over. So no, I actually only caught clips of it on Facebook. Oh my gosh. I know. Meanwhile,
0: I never watch live TV, like never, 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 except between political conventions right followed by the Olympics. I am like OD'd. That was like the ultimate
1: binge watch. Yeah, you are getting your money's worth for your cable bill this year, Liz, for sure. This
0: month paid for the Whole year <laughs> insane I watched so much Olympics that honestly
1: by like the last few days I was like I'm kind of Olympic out it's interesting <laughs> for me because I usually do watch it you know as it happens or as close to it and this year I didn't and so I got it through tons and tons of headlines on social media and wow I have to tell you I follow some really smart people I guess on Facebook and Twitter because the articles never ended when it came to the sexist issues for these athletes
0: I think Actually, that's one of the great things about social media is that it gives any ordinary person with an account the ability to keep the mainstream media in check. And as stuff was happening, people were like, what? did he just say that? Did that commenter just, and actually it was making me turn on the Olympics more because I was oh, like, that's I... Fascinating. oh, I want to see this guy who just called Katie Ledecky the next Michael Phelps or, you know, oh my gosh, this guy was talking about the makeup of the Olympic female athletes. Like, what? oh, I want to see that. So it was actually bringing me to the news more. I don't know. Maybe that was the plan. You think that they're all planning this? Hey, let's say really sexist link-baity things and get people to oh, watch our we should coverage. should be so
1: lucky that that's their plan and they're not just doing it because it's <laughs> so sexist. You know, so I'm curious to know what was the one thing that brought you over? Because for me, the one thing that started to get me clicking on all these articles and really starting to follow was when a woman won a medal, uh-huh. but she was not identified by her name. She's identified as the wife of a football player. Yes. That is how she was identified that in was her
0: headline. That was I hope I'm saying her last name right. And she was referred to as the wife of a Bears lineman because her husband plays for the Chicago Bears. Her
1: name wasn't even in there. I know. Wife of Bears
0: lineman wins gold medal. So now I understand that in Chicago, I guess they saw it as the news
1: that the dude plays for the local football team, right? But... What the hell? (laughs) I would think the news would be that this chick won a freaking medal at the Olympics. And not only did she win a medal, she's a three time Olympic athlete. I I don't know. I felt like
0: it was bringing me back to the days where, like, you know, our mothers used to sign their checks like Mrs.
1: John Smith. (laughs) Yeah. And people still do that, Liz. People still do that. I mean, think about
0: how, like, years ago, women weren't whole people, right? And you had to get your husband's
1: permission to be able to get a loan. I know. And now, wait. Hold on. Now people still share emails and Facebook pages. Wait. Maybe we haven't come that far, Liz. That's a whole other story. We have a pet
0: peeve of like a Facebook page where it's like, you know, John and Mary Smith. And we're like, what? What is Mary? You know, it's 2016 and they're free. Get your own Facebook page. But anyway, that's a it's, 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 it's a another issue, but issue. related. I mean, I remember seeing that. But the first headline that really got me was when the Hungarian swimmer uh, yes. Katinka Hozu, she killed the world's record. She won an individual gold in swimming. Yes. Her husband, he is her coach, <laughs> but the NBC <laughs> commentator said, Oh, and let's go to the person responsible for her performance. And they that's her husband. I'm like oh, was he in the pool doing the swimming? No, he was on the sidelines running around. Did that, I miss that apparently him does with it. a motorized boat in front of her, towing her to the finish line? <laughs> I must have not seen that. It was invisible,
1: Liz. The was live invisible.
0: feed. that I... No, I was actually watching that race, and when that happened, I... my jaw dropped. I was shocked. And that's where Twitter's great, because I go onto Twitter, and I'm like, did I just hear that? And all of a sudden, everybody I follow on social media is like, "But they are all typing like, <laughs> what? What did he just say? And that became a big thing, and that was kind of when I first became aware
1: of it. Yeah. And it just got like worse and worse and worse. Yeah, It just kept going. And what I find fascinating is that these are not quiet people that are calling this stuff out. Like these were major news outlets that were saying, okay, again, this is sexist. PS, this is sexist. Hello, this is sexist. And yet it didn't stop. And so it's like, are they completely tone-deaf? Yeah, towards the end, the AP, okay, so this isn't even like a little local paper somewhere. The AP wrote
0: a headline, giant. Phelps ties for silver in Olympics fly. And the teeny subhead underneath. The sets a world record in Angel Meter freestyle.
1: <laughs> I like your vocal interpretation. Yeah, no, that's love how that. it is. It's
0: like, yeah. Phelps, silver. And yes. then it's like, oh, some lady
1: sets a world record. <laughs> yeah.
0: Unbelievable. I mean, really, it was crazy. And so I really appreciated all the awesome people who were calling people out. There were amazing articles in Vox, and Huffington Post, on Cosmo of all places. Although I have to say, like Cosmo has this article. <laughs> oh no. Called 14 of the Most Sexist Moments from the 2016 Olympics so far. Because it was published mid-August. And while I'm uploading it, there's like some big sexist ad that pops up that says, Do you want to look like a Victoria's Secret model? <laughs> Oh, that's like, so perfect. And what was their pop-up subscription box? And so I had to click, no, I don't want to look like a Victorian secret model in order to get that to
1: close to read the article about well, sexism. I don't want to look like a Victorian secret model either. <laughs> Did I just say that? Yes. <laughs> 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 Victorian secret model is my favorite thing ever. That is so amazing. Way to go, Cosmo.
0: You're halfway there. Well, no,
1: let me ask you this, though. Is it... Yeah. This isn't new. So is it just that we didn't notice that people weren't tuned into this? Is it? Was it really so much worse this year than it has been in the past? Or are people just exhausted by it? Are people finally putting their foot down and saying, this is absolutely ridiculous? Like, So what is different about this year? That's a great question. I think there's a number of things. One, I think that the... Female
0: Olympians were out fucking standing this year. Amazing. Yeah, good point. And there was so much Filled attention it. on them that I think inherently the news media was covering more female Olympians, and so then the sexism starts creeping out, right? So that's my theory number one, is that talking about more women equals more opportunities to put down the women. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Second, yeah, yeah. I think social media kind of amplifies gaffes, for better and for worse, in this case, for better. And so I think there were a whole lot of people on social media really quick to call
1: stuff out, partly because they want to be Twitter famous and partly because that's how you use your platform. That's an interesting point. I totally agree with. I mean, I agree with you with the first one, too, but I think you're right when you think about it. Even four years ago or
0: eight years ago, we wouldn't have known about some like local Chicago paper that referred to an Olympian as someone's wife. We probably wouldn't have seen that unless a bigger paper or more mainstream source picked it up. So I think social media kind of is amplifying all the little gaffes. Yeah, makes sense. And then I think the other thing is we all have like a much more heightened awareness of sexism and misogyny and social justice issues in the last year, especially. And I think part of that is because we have a woman running for president. You might have heard. (laughs) What? So Hillary Clinton's the first nominee from a major party to run for president. And I think that has heightened awareness of sexism and how the media treats women with a double standard. It's also brought it out more. So, you know, I don't know. I think it's a combination of a bunch of things, more opportunities to talk about women, more people calling it out. So we're seeing it more. It's more visible. And also just like more more awareness of it to begin with, so we even know to identify
1: it. Is that what? Yeah, you were thinking? I agree with you. I, I, I'm happy about it. I mean, I'm not I, happy about sexism. I am not happy about <laughs> sexism. No, that does not make me happy. <laughs> I can think of a lot of other things that do. That is not something that makes me happy. But no, I'm glad that people are calling it out because you know we've seen. You see it in award shows. You see it when women win awards or medals, or they're yeah. elected to office, and they're asked, you know, what lipstick they're wearing, or you. You know, we see women who are asked, well, how are you going to be able to manage this? And kids, And their male counterparts, never get asked those questions. Yes. And so I think we've seen it. I can't imagine the generations before me, like folks your mom's age and that sort of thing, who have seen it for so long, how frustrated they must be. In a way, I feel like it's justice. And I know that we're nowhere near solving this issue, but just seeing all these headlines calling it out, really, that makes me happy. If you want to talk about happy, I think it's does. also
0: a teaching moment for kids, too. Because we've had to talk a lot about sexism this year because my kids are old enough to be following the election and they're seeing a lot of stuff, especially that Trump is saying, I'll say it, I'll go there.
1: <laughs> well, That's yeah, pig. absolutely. And, and
0: they hear this stuff and they're shocked because, you know, even children grow up knowing that you don't call people names and you don't treat women badly, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that whole book, Everything You Need to Know You Learn in Kindergarten? Clearly, Trump did not go to kindergarten because
1: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't learn anything. Well, I did. Learn- I I didn't go to kindergarten either, for the record. I did skip kindergarten, but I did learn all those lessons, Liz. There you go. So So
0: it it can happen with good
1: parenting. That's a whole other issue for Trump's psychiatrist, which that's another episode. No, I Um, think, I mean, that's, look, in my house, we've been watching a lot of Hulu. mm -hmm. Uh, This is before we got the cable. We'll still watch Hulu. (laughs) And there are a lot of anti-Trump ads running. Uh, I'm perfectly fine with them. But a lot of the things that are running in those ads, I'm not sure if you've seen them, oh, yeah. but it's... Oh, yeah. You
0: know me. I'm a political junkie. I know, it but it's,
1: you know, I don't know if you've seen the ads and if your kids have seen them, but it's him making fun of women. It's him yes. making fun of people with disabilities, him making fun of people of color. The list goes on. And as we're sitting here watching our shows, which, you know, I know that the ads are supposed to match the content, if you will, so if it's a kid's show, those aren't going to really show up. But a lot of the stuff we watch, like America's Got Talent, right. those are family shows, Right. Those Those ads are showing up. And my kids are looking at me and going, why is he doing that? This is a person who's running for president. Why does he say those things about women? How do you talk to them about the sexism in the campaign? Oh, I'm not very, um, how do you say, eloquent about it, Liz? I don't know about that. I think you're great about talking to your kids about sex. I don't. I don't sugarcoat it. I just say, you know, he's an awful person. And... (laughs) And um, the easy way I'm always like, well, some people were raised in an environment where and you're
0: like, no, 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 I'm not. He's an awful
1: person. There's (laughs) just to me, there's no way to explain that behavior at all, especially when you see it. In, in succession like that so rapidly. Yeah. And I saw the actual news clips from where those things came from. I know what he was doing. He wasn't taken out of context or anything. And so, you know, I try to explain to my kids that for the longest time, some people thought they were better than other people and it's not right. Mm. You know, and, and I try to ask a lot of questions. I mean, like, I
0: think that's a good, simple way to say it. Yeah. That people used to think they were better than other people and we've grown since then
1: and learned and now we yeah. know that that's not true. And they thought they were better because they had a different color skin right. or they had you know more hanging out in their <laughs> nether regions <laughs>
0: More hanging out in their nether regions. More Is that hanging way out you
1: saying? They had a penis. Yes,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> that's like
0: my new favorite super long
1: <laughs> euphemism for penis. I think that might be the longest ever euphemism for penis. Hey baby, I've got a lot hanging out in my nether regions. <laughs> you know, and we, we just talk about that stuff. Yeah. And honestly, I'm thankful for the opportunities for people to talk about it with my kids, because what else can we do with these ridiculous gaffes? Right. But other than say, yeah, we, need to change this, guys. Yeah. Well, I think it's easy when you see somebody literally saying, a
0: woman is a bimbo, she's a pig. I mean, it's easy to identify those and point them out to your kids. I think where sexism is more challenging to identify and call out is like what happened with Gabby Douglas during the Pledge of Allegiance.
1: Did you follow this? Oh, absolutely. And that's sexism. That's racism. That's just ignorance. For the two listeners who aren't aware of this,
0: (laughs) the amazing, amazing they're my heroes. I love these girls so much, by the way. And I think they are the best of what girl groups can be. They're so supportive of each other. They feel like they're all sisters. I just, I loved looking at all their Instagram feeds. I love this U.S. Olympics team this year. So anyway, the gymnasts, after their incredible performance are all gathering to do the Pledge of Allegiance and they're all standing at attention which is perfectly normal. I've seen plenty of photos of lots of different Olympians standing at attention during the Pledge of Allegiance with or without their hands on their hearts. Yes. Gabby Douglas happened to not have her hand on her heart which as I understand it is perfectly fine. And it fine. was by the
1: way it's the Star Spangled Banner though it's not the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, uh, right? oh, oh I'm yeah. so sorry I'm so sorry. That's, that's part <laughs> of the discussion though Liz is that you know that's what's taught in schools is hand over the heart and Pledge you're right. No 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 you're yeah. totally right.
0: Right. Look, that was total slip because I think of Hand on the Heart as Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah,
1: that's what it is. So, okay,
0: it was the national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner, which is not called the Pledge of Allegiance. (laughs) Obviously, I should not be teaching civics. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Anyway, so Gabby Douglas got so much shit from people that it like ruined her Olympic experience. Like so many people were just so horrible to her, saying that she was un-American and she ruined the team. And I thought, oh, my gosh, we just finished watching the most exemplary, incredible group of women who worked their butts off. They were incredible as individuals, as teams, as women, as Americans, as a diverse group of young athletes. I mean, everything about them was so stellar. And then it had to end on this horrible note where people attack Gabby Douglas. Meanwhile, here's what really bugged me. The next day, the next day, Michael Phelps, was giggling during the National Anthem. Right. He was standing there giggling and, I, you know, there's a whole reason why. But I thought nobody gave him a hard time. Yeah,
1: well, and, and there were many other white male athletes that followed that did not place their hands over their hearts during the Star-Spangled Banner. Agreed. And I feel like, again, this is not just sexism. This is racism. This is ignorance. It, it, it's unacceptable. It's completely unacceptable. I
0: agree. And I think especially when you put them next to each other. Oh. I've seen people say, well, how do you know it's sexism? There's one woman who doesn't have hand over her heart while the other women do, so people noticed the difference. But then the fact that the next day there was this, like, oh, Michael Phelps was goofing around, boys will be boys, I think that's where you start to see... The isms creep in, and that's when it becomes abundantly clear, at least to me, that there's a totally different standard for Gabby Douglas than there is for all the, the white boys who are just goofing around, you guys. And I think that's just so ingrained into yeah, absolutely psyche that that's—I mean, there's research— About how teachers handle boys versus girls who misbehave in class, and that boys to some degree are expected to have a degree of misbehavior or hyperactivity or you know inability to sit still. And it's it's seen as like charming or it's forgiven a lot. And this is research. This is not just what I've seen in my own kids' classrooms, which I have.
1: I completely (laughs) agree with you. And I think for me it's about how can I get my kids to understand why this is so important. Yeah. I have three girls and one boy, and it's the same conversation. We're all together. We're all talking about it. And, you know, I don't know about you, you know, I want to hear about how you handle it. For me, you know, I ask a lot of questions, you know, like, what do you think about that? You know, why do you think that's right or why do you think that's wrong? Do you think she should have been called out, I mean, and attacked on social media for this? Why are they targeting her and not other people? For me, that is the best way. I agree. Because we can stand up on our soapboxes, right? Because, you know, I love to pull out my pocket soapbox and blow it up and stand (laughs) on it. I know. It's inflatable, too. It's so portable and handy. (laughs) (laughs) As seen on TV, not yet. (laughs) But I think to get kids to really critically think about this, they need to come up with it on their own. They need to hear the questions and answer that at its basic level. Because you're right, Liz, we are jaded as adults and, you know, grandparents and parents, we're jaded. Kids, though, they're like, this is so silly. Why would she be called out and he wouldn't be? That's not fair. And I want them to be like, yes remember that. That's right. It's not. Well, I
0: think it's great that you're just making them aware of it in the first place. And I remember my mom letting me read her Ms. Magazines. Oh, Nancy and and her Ms. Magazine. Yes, Ms. Magazine, when I was like in fifth and sixth grade. And they had a section for a long time in the back page called No Comment. And all it was was a submission of ads and headlines and things that people found in the media that it was like, no comment needed. You know, like the way people now say, I'll just leave that there. <laughs> it was things like, you know, the Anjali ad about the woman having to like bring home the bacon and fry it up in a pan and never let you forget you're a man. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I remember trying to submit one. It was the first time I ever wrote a letter to the editor, Ms. Magazine, which ignored me and didn't write me back. You ah. know, like 11 years old. Thanks a lot. But I remember seeing a catalog for kids' Halloween costumes. And for girls, they had nurses. And for boys, they had doctors. And I was like, What? And that's because my mom taught me to be aware of this stuff as a kid. And so I learned to see it early. And I sent it in and I thought they'd publish it with my name and I'd be like the first 11-year-old in Ms. Magazine. It never happened, Kristen. But you just
1: had your moment right now. I did, exactly. There are tens
0: of people that just heard you. (laughs) So that's kind of what I try to do with my kids too, is I want them to see this stuff on their own. I want them to be aware of it enough that they can spot it. So I don't want to tell them what to think. I can tell them what I think, but I love the way you handle it with your kids, which is very Socratic. You just ask them questions and there's no wrong answer. You can say, is this wrong or isn't it? Well, there it? is a wrong answer. <laughs> well, well but, but what you want is their opinion, right? You want them to think it through and then keep asking more questions. My mom, who teaches Socratic seminar with third graders, like she teaches me how to do this. So, if you say, "So is it wrong that people call around on social media?" Maybe one of your kids says, well, yeah, that's, that's really mean. It's bullying. And maybe one of your other kids says, no, I think they should because I think everybody should be American and, and do this thing. And I think that's really important. And you could say, well, why do you think that's important? So I think it's important also not to give our kids the right answer, but let them be able to reason it out themselves and figure out where they come out. And then hopefully, the end, hopefully they come the out right where side. we come out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then they come out on the right side. That's what we would hope.
0: <laughs> Just like giving birth all over again.
1: No, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's hard. My kids are, you know, they might grow up and they might disagree with me, and I mm-hmm. and I know that. They're going to form their own opinions, but I feel like these are the things that if we don't point them out, if we don't point out sexism and racism and ignorance and and all these things that negatively affect people in the world, I, I feel like that's just, that's our duty. Like, what I am agree. I doing as a parent then? Like, wh- what is that? And
0: we talk about this a lot. You know, we had that big episode last year about the gendered toys in Target. And we got a lot of comments from listeners about, you know, some people thought we were batty, that we even cared that they were going to merge all their toys and not have a boy aisle and a girl aisle. But you know what? This is the culmination of that kind of thinking. When you see girls always have to have makeup. I mean, I remember a Sage, when she was little, saying, Mom, you know how I can always tell if it's a girl doll or a boy doll? Like, talking about animals, stuffed animals. I said, how? She goes, the girls have eyelashes.
1: Oh, wow. That's <laughs> so observant. She was,
0: like, too or three. Those are the things kids pick up on early, and then they grow up to be AP journalists who write horrible headlines about (laughs) Olympic (laughs) winners
1: in the subhead. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, and the thing is, those people who don't notice those things, I don't want my kids to be the ones writing those headlines. I I want them to be the ones who are calling people out, who are saying, you know what, this isn't right. No, that, you know, no, that it shouldn't be like that. You know, I really want them to be the voice. Yeah. That's important to me. I agree. And look, It's not just in sports. It's not just in politics. It's all over the place. Like We
0: found that one article where they were interviewing all the female astronauts from Russia, and somebody's asking them about if they miss makeup when they're in space. Jesus. Can you imagine? I don't think there's even like an equivalent for men. Like, do you miss aftershave? Like, I don't know. Like, what would you ask a guy? No. Do you miss makeup? Do you miss I'm sure makeup? Like, I'm sure these like trained astrophysicists who are going up into space are like thinking most about their cleanser. <laughs> How much they miss it when they're in space. I really miss my falsies mascara. <laughs> Probably not your first thought when you're like, I hope I don't crash this thing to the ground. Yeah, I
1: hope (laughs) I make it back to Earth. That would be number one. Maybe the mascara is number two. Two
0: or three. Somewhere on the list. Um, So anyway, I'm glad we're talking about this because I think it's one thing for us to laugh about it or call it out. But I think as parents, it's a really great teaching opportunity, as you said, to talk to kids about why even adults get it wrong sometimes, too, and why the newscasters apologized and how the newspaper writers retracted headlines or wrote different stories and so I, I think it's also a good
1: lesson in humility and apology. Absolutely. And making good on the mistakes that you made and learning from them and not doing it again. Well, I would love to hear from listeners, wouldn't you? I mean, gosh, we've talked about so many articles, which by the way, we're going to link up on coolmompics.com. Oh yeah. Just in case some of you missed them. I think they're probably some of the most popular articles that have made it around, but we'll still link them up. But don't you want to hear from everybody else? I would love to know what you guys think about this.
0: I would. And, or, you know what, if there's one we miss that's like so awful I'd love to hear like the worst sexist headline that you guys happen to see or hear about or you know maybe we're crazy maybe you think there's no sexism whatsoever and everybody's awesome and we should just shut up
1: and enjoy the Olympics and
0: (laughs) you can tell us that too we'll make fun of you but you can do that (laughs) you can email
1: that (laughs) or not email that to
0: complaints at no there is no complaints address (laughs) <laughs> but you can email us anytime at spawned at com. Good and bad, we actually love hearing even respectful dissent. So, whatever
1: you've got to say, whatever's on your mind, email us. We'd love to hear it. And you can find us on Twitter at coolmompicks. Use the hashtag spawn show and check us out on Facebook. It's at coolmompicks there, too. All right. Well, we'll be back with our cool picks of the week after this. So, Kristen, I'm really happy about our sponsor this week. Yes, they are
0: epic. Ha ha ha. Actually, they are epic. They're called epic with an exclamation point at getepic.com. It's a really affordable monthly subscription service that gives you access
1: to like 15,000 ebooks for adults and kids. It's crazy. I mean, I pay, if I'm lucky, $4.99 a month for one book to buy a book. And this is 15,000 books. And I know we both were looking through their selection. It's insane. They've got popular books, award winning books, nonfiction. I've got little ones in my house, so I appreciate that they've got read. To me, books. Um, they've got everything. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at it too. There were so many books from my own
0: childhood that I'm dying for my kids to try. So I always love an opportunity where it's not going to cost me anything. And I could be like, hey, try the Big Nate book or try the Goosebumps book or Warriors. And I know that I have nothing to lose because I'm already paid the one time
1: subscription fee. That's a fantastic point. And it's available on the App Store, Play Store, and on the web. And guess what? Our listeners are going to get two free months of Epic. When you sign up for a free trial at getepic.com by August 27th using the promo code CMP60. That's two free months when you sign up for a free trial. That's a great deal. Thanks, Epic. All right. Well, now it's time for... Cool Epic Suite! Cool of the week. Okay, I'll go first and mine's a little themed for today's topic. But I had to share. Even if we didn't talk about this list. Is it false mascara for astronauts? (laughs) It holds up even in zero gravity. No. (laughs) It is a blow-up pocket soapbox. No, I'm just kidding. All, All right. How punchy. I know. I know. Okay. I like it. Okay. So, my pick is yes. a fabulous new book. It's called Women in Science 50 <gasps> Fearless Pioneers Who Changed the World. We just featured this book on Cool Mom Picks. And I have it to looks tell you, awesome. I was away. So, I was out of town. I came back. I saw this post and I was like, I have to have this book. So, I bought it. I ordered it myself. And I didn't even really get to see it because my oldest, who's 12, ripped it out of my hands and I haven't seen it since she has been reading it non-stop and it's so of course obviously it's 50 female pioneers it's their stories but the illustrations are unbelievable I saw your photo on Instagram by the way it looks gorgeous the it's cover alone it's beautiful it is an amazing gift book but gifted to yourselves people honestly it doesn't matter if you've got girls or boys it is fabulous I didn't realize this but the artist and the author is Rachel Ignatowski did I say that right? what do you think? that sounds right that sounds right she mm-hmm. has t-shirts and stuff too and her illustrations are worthy of being worn all over honestly they're amazing um people were asking me the age by the way of mm-hmm. who this would be good for because I put it up on my Facebook page and my yeah. oldest is reading it on her own my five and seven year old yeah she's 12 but my five and seven year old you know it's it's a good bedtime storybook and parents you'll like it because each story is pretty much just one page <laughs> those are my favorite kind of bedtime stories <laughs> One page, good night. Yep. (laughs) I have to go go watch Netflix. (laughs) Yep. See you later. Anyway, and you know what? These women, I had never heard of a lot of them. And so I love that. It's not the obvious ones, although there are some obvious ones, but Mm -hmm. probably most of them people have never heard of. So I I love
0: that. That's great. That's a great pick. Thank you. And I actually have it bookmarked on Amazon as something to add to my You will love it. It's a definite, it's a total
1: coffee table book, but one that you'll love reading too. And
0: speaking of which, this is not my cool pick of the week, but I want to say thanks to your cool pick of the week from like, months ago. You had the BB cream yes. from Dr. Jarre. Oh, I bought it. Yay. I did. I bought uh, it on your recommendation. I was at Sephora this week with my kids, you know, where I just let them try on um, hand lotions for the day. And that's like our, our free New York City activity. <laughs> yeah. Good luck to you trying to catch them because they're all slippery. You're
1: covered in lotion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Anyway, we tried in so much lotion. I was like, I got to buy something while I'm here. So anyway, I found that BB cream from Dr. Jart and it's oh, really good. You're yes. right. I love it.
1: It is a great one. It's a good So far, everyday. so good. So all thanks right. for
0: the cool pick. And now mm-hmm. what's your cool pick? Okay, that's so. Not You know, we spend a lot of time doing our back-to-school guide each year, and this year we had so many cool backpacks, we divided it into two separate posts. One was for little kids. One was for big kids. We had 23 cool backpacks for teens and big kids. Now, I've said before that back to school is like a big fun thing with my daughter. And we love flipping through all the catalogs online and looking at all the different things we've picked. And, of course, even though I spent like 800 hours picking out the coolest backpacks (laughs) online, does she want anything in our guide? I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? I want all of them in our guide. What can I tell you? But here is the interesting (laughs) thing. One of the brands I discovered, and I actually found them, believe it or not, at Hot Topic. Ah, yes. <laughs> now I have to tell you, my daughter's obsessed with Hot Topic. She's never been there, but the reason she likes Hot Topic is because she likes the emo Kylo Ren Twitter account, <laughs> and once he tweeted something that said Hot Topic is the coolest, <laughs> and so now she likes the idea of Hot Topic. So we went to Hot Topic. I know this is so many like stories removed. <laughs> I got a real nugget. <laughs> so we. We went to Hot Topic and there's a brand called Loungefly, and that's actually, I discovered them and I put them into our guide. They actually license from a lot of cool brands like Hello Kitty and Star Wars, Force Awakens, so they have really cool bags. We did include some of them in our guide, but she didn't like the BB-8 one I had included. So we flipped through all the Loungefly stuff and they have this black denim cat backpack that is the cutest thing ever. She decided she wanted a kitty backpack. And unfortunately, most of them are kind of fashion backpacks. You know, they're like vinyl. They don't hold up. Yeah. They're white. Not carrying
1: middle school books.
0: Yeah. Like a white backpack? No. Not so much. So you guys should know, when we put together our back-to-school guide, we are not putting together, oh, that's so cute and it'll fall apart in a month. Like, we really (laughs) try to put together good quality (laughs) stuff. So I said, you can't have a backpack that's going to fall apart in a month. But maybe we could find one that's like sturdier. So we found this one made out of black denim and it looks like a kitty cat. It's got like the little Aww. eyes and nose and whiskers drawn on the back and like two little ears that pop up the back. So it's kind of subtle because it's black on gray and it's the cutest thing. It's like 45 bucks. It's really well made. It's sturdy and it's kind of like got that little kawaii cute thing that she's yeah, into yeah, as yeah, a new yeah, middle yeah. schooler yes. combined with like the sturdy backpack that I want because I don't want to have to buy a new one in November. So anyway, Loungefly awesome. backpacks. That's my cool pick of the week. It's a really really neat little brand and they have tons of cool stuff and if your kids are into anything from like emojis to star wars to disney stuff or my little pony they have like cool retro stuff it's kind of like that throwback you know like teens who are being ironic with my little pony backpacks (laughs) it's that kind of a shop
1: ah yes that's Uh, my cool pick of the week awesome and you know We want to remind everybody that we link up everything we feature on Cool Mom Picks. That's P-I-C-K-S dot com. And hey, if you've got a recommendation, something that you want us to check out or you can't live without or, you know, if you did actually find a pocket blow up soapbox. Please. I hope not because you know what?
0: We're going to put it in. The, the Cool Mom right Picks now. shop. <laughs> uh, we're going to invent one. You guys, we're going to have an Etsy shop. You'll see. And it's going to have the Cool Mom Picks blow up soapbox.
1: Please email us, spawned at coolmompicks.com. We love to hear from you. So
0: thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Spawned. We are so happy
1: to have you spend a little time with us. Huge thanks to our engineer, John Bowen. And thank you to you guys. Thank you for subscribing on iTunes or Stitcher or your favorite podcast app that you have and thank you so much for leaving reviews. Those are always so nice. They make us feel good and they're a great way
0: for other people to find us and we appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day to do that too. We're just full of
1: gratitude today, aren't we? (laughs) Well, I was going to say we only like the nice ones though. So we're only (laughs) going to thank people for the nice ones. (laughs) We have nice listeners. I'm completely convinced of that. Well, thanks everybody for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye.